0: As the Minister for the National Disability Insurance Scheme, Bill Shorten has made his feelings abundantly clear.
1: The National Disability Insurance Scheme is here to stay. It is not going away. But, and this is important, we do need to get it back on track.
0: The Minister believes the NDIS has become the only viable option for the disability community and he wants that to change
1: the number of people on the scheme is going to go up every year. But wouldn't it be good if we could set up more community mental health clinics with the states in partnership so that people don't get so uh, ill with their mental illness that they have to be on the NDIS? Wouldn't it be good if the nation as a whole decided to start employing more people with disability to the point that perhaps some people who need, of course, supports are able to get better employment outcomes and don't need some of those supports? So I think our improvements... Are modest, but let's not run a scare campaign. The tens of thousands of people are about to be chopped because they're simply not.
0: Much of the focus has been on autism. The scheme's own figures indicate 34% of active participants have autism as their primary disability. And amid the government's concern that the NDIS has increasingly become the only option for those in need of support, care providers describe a complex environment in and outside of the scheme's funding. Autism Tasmania's CEO Donna Blanchard has told a Senate committee her group has
2: no state government support. She says they rely on the Commonwealth. At where we are now, after 30 years of history with funding, as you can imagine, very mega, very volunteer-based organisation, we've been grateful the last three years of being recipient of the ILC grant program, the Tier 2 funding, which has enabled capacity building around autistic individuals, the broader community and ourselves as an organisation to keep contributing to that.
0: Family-based care CEO Douglas Doherty says his organisation has increasingly lost care hours and clients in Tasmania to companies who are not registered NDIS providers, even as their own compliance costs have risen. He says they sometimes don't get the NDIS payments they're owed. Stedoulti says these issues are making them wonder if they should stay connected to the scheme.
1: I do agree that 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 we need to have that flexibility in the market to be able to provide choice and control. Yeah. I guess what I'm also saying is that I can't speak for the rest of the country, but I can tell you, right, in in, in Tasmania and especially in, in the northwest, we're heading down a road. You can, as evidenced by the there's the, re, the reduction in the number of there are no less people living with a disability. No. Right. Um, and yet. our our numbers continue to tumble. Mm. So it, it just makes it more difficult. 64%
0: 64% of current NDIS participants with autism are aged 15 and under. That may be why the government has announced an early intervention trial in Western Australia in hopes such programs will lead to reduced future demand from autistic children. But Donna Blanchard says
2: it's not just the young people who need help. Commonly, you'll find as a parent goes through and their child has been diagnosed, they too will realise they are on the spectrum, have never been diagnosed. So when it comes to when it, the NDIA and all of the systems, no one's really understanding the fact that there has to be reasonable accommodations made for that family and support to accommodate. The parent is also on the spectrum, and the way they communicate their needs, etc., can be different. So that's one very nuance. Other disabilities don't have that intergenerational type impact that needs to be considered.
0: The government is developing a national autism strategy it hopes will help with access to the community, study and jobs. But in the meantime, tensions remain around access to the NDIS. The scheme's architect, Bruce Bonahady, told the Summer Foundation's Reasonable and Necessary podcast in May that the NDIS has become all things to all people. He says ideas around what support is required and who should get it is deeply contested.
1: You know, you cannot have a good planning experience. You cannot have... A sustainable scheme, when reasonable and necessary, is a source of huge debate, huge disagreement.
0: Advocates say the first priority for the national strategy and for anyone involved in support should be to better understand what autism is. They say it's too easy to reduce autism to simplistic stereotypes and to misunderstand who needs help because their needs may not be as obvious as others'. Donna Blanchard says autism's complexity can make accessing support
2: a challenge. Because all of the different parts of the system don't understand autism, so the one thing the NDIA needs to do right here, right now, is start being the exemplar organisation, use the funding that came through the last budget to build the capacity of the NDIA so all the staff actually have their capacity that they understand autism. And so they can look through that lens of neurodiversity as they're designing their respective systems. Deborah Grok, SBS News.